Welcome to Postcast. David Locke along with Ron Boone as the Utah Jazz defeat the Houston Rockets behind a monster historic night from the finisher, Lowry Markkinen. And we're talking about it coming up on Postcast. Thanks very much for tuning in to Postcast. The Utah Jazz win their first game after losing five straight, sending the Rockets to their sixth straight defeat. The story, Lowry Markkinen's 49 points tonight, Ron. A new career high, only the fourth player ever in the history of the Utah Jazz to ever score 49 or more in a game. Donovan Mitchell did it twice in the playoffs in the bubble. Carl Malone did it six different times in his career. Adrian Dantley, your good friend and an incredible scorer, did it a few times as well. Truck Robinson and Pete Maravich did it for the New Orleans Jazz, but only the fourth player in the history of the Utah Jazz to ever score uh, 49 points in a game. And, Ron, he... He was just marvelous. But I think what's most interesting is you go back to pregame, and I asked Will Hardy in the pregame, how has he evolved as a scorer? He averaged tw- He's averaging 24. He averaged 27 in December. He's averaging 30 in the last five coming in. He's now blown that up. And I said, how is he evolving as a scorer? And his answer was he's learned how to read a game and evolve inside of a game to learn how to score. He did it tonight. Scoring a multitude of different ways and different styles throughout the game. Yeah, anytime you you get to the point, and, and I know we use Luca as a perfect example because he's probably one of the best in the league at recognizing the, a defense that's thrown at them and then, you know, working around that. And, and Markin is getting there, but the advantage he has, he's seven foot. And he doesn't have to do it with crafty dribbling, uh, spin moves, or anything like that. He just takes advantage of, of picks, takes advantage of his hype, and he uses picks that are taken, that are, that are set for him uh, very, very well. Don't speed him up there as well, David. I mean, he just he's very comfortable now uh, in, in his offense. We're seeing him get the ball in a bunch of different ways. So one is obviously the catch-and-shoot three which is just a remarkable skill to have at seven feet tall. And the thing about him that's worth noting is when he came to the Jazz, everyone said he was a good shooter. The fact is he was an average shooter. He was 36%. That's average. It's it's good, but it's not like he – it was almost as though he was labeled a better shooter than he actually was because he's seven feet tall and he was unique and he didn't do a lot of other things. So we're seeing the three-point shooting. The other thing, though, we're seeing is Will Hardy bringing him off – the wing as an off-ball player and cutting on these tight curls off players and he's so big so strong and so agile when he gets it it's almost impossible for someone to stop him and guard him the difference here in in field goal percentage especially when you're considered to be a good shooter uh is is the layups i mean when you can get to the rim and get some layups there as well and that's what i'm seeing uh probably when when he was in cleveland maybe with chicago he had the reputation of being a three-point shooter just a jump shooter now he's getting to the rim so if he has a bad shooting night uh from the perimeter those layups are going to make that field goal percentage look a lot better than what than uh, just being a jump shooter. The third one is he did play some pick and roll, where he's able to pick and pop, he's able to pick and slip, he's able to do all sorts of different things in that pick and roll. If he's playing at the center, the floor is wildly spread. We don't play him much at center. I frankly think as the Jazz become a better and better team over the years with Lowry Marketing, he's going to play a lot of center. In fact, if I have my guess, three years from now, my guess is the 48 minutes of center are 30 minutes of Walker Kessler and 18 minutes of Lowry Markkinen. And that he's a pretty good rim defender. He can switch defensively. And then if you've got four shooters around him and he's playing pick and roll, you're going to, and you switch, he'll kill you because he's seven feet tall. I, I, I agree with that, but they're going to have to pick 
teams that he can that they w- would like to do that with. And then t- now you got uh, five out. I mean, to the point where you got five, put five guys out there on the fourth can that can flat out shoot the basketball. Uh, you see so many centers now. Jokic use him as a perfect example that can take you away from the basket, and he can also take you down in, in the paint there as well. But the advantage you have. At, at, at the center position is being able to play the pick and roll and be a, and be a pick and pop player there as well. So the final one is the free throws, and yeah. it's really pretty special right now. He's, I believe, he's fifty nine of his last sixty. I think he's thirty nine straight or something like that. Those aren't quite exactly right numbers, but they're awfully close. Um, I mean that, but you can go get the line thirteen. He's been the line 13, 13, 15, and thirteen the last three games, and he's made all of them. Yeah. You, you don't get fouled just basically just shooting jump shots. You know, now he's putting the ball to, to the hole. He's trying to rebound there as well. And that's how you get to the free throw line. I mean, he's just doing so many things right for this team. And I really think he wanted to get 50, but I thought Conley was dribbling just a little bit too long and uh, didn't give him the opportunity to get the kind of look that he wanted. To, uh, you know, to, well, and to the get Rockets the were double teaming him at that point, yeah. like literally not guarding Mike Conley, trying to not let him get Give it 50. to him anyway. Uh Here's the thing that amazes me the most about him, just from a big picture. I mean, tonight, the versatility of how he scored, I think, is the story to me. But the second one, Ron, is the fact this is his really his first time as a primary scorer. We've talked about it a lot. In the second year, they gave him the ball. He really struggled with it. And then, for whatever reason, they never gave him the ball again, which is just the weirdest thing. We're going to go to Chicago, and that's going to be the story for the next two days. Is Here's Lowry Marketing coming back to Chicago off 49 points who gave up on him. Like, it's a stunning failure of a franchise to give up of a guy on this, on this level of talent. But the thing that amazes me the most about this season, this is the first time he's been the go-to guy. He's getting better as the year goes on. Usually what happens is you're the go-to guy for the first time, and the scouting report gets out on you 15, 20 games in, and you start to struggle. He's finding he's getting better and more efficient as the year goes on. His confidence level is definitely there. And, and let's back up a little bit at the beginning of the year. Uh, maybe 10 games into into the season when we finally realized what the Jazz had in him. And being in some of the coaching meetings and, and Monty Williams from uh, Phoenix and, you know, some of the coaches, and, and they asked him or a lot of the other coaches about Laurie, and they said that, that they saw something in him uh, during the... the um, Finnish National? Yeah, the, the National national games and and they, he, he's like he's a different player and so i was wondering listening to that so we have some of the best coaches in the world in this league and what did they see in him over there to let him play the way he's playing that he played over there that we didn't see in him here in this country well i'd say two things one appropriate and one probably not um tactful so one is i think in finland it was necessity because he didn't have other players to play with mm-hmm. and two we have some of the best coaches in the world. I'm not sure that Lowry Markinen has had the best coaches in the world prior to coming here. Great point. All right. The other story of the night is Ochai Abaji, who scores 11 fourth-quarter points and hit three threes. And we talked to him post-game. He was so happy. He was, he was so cute. He was so happy. He's such a great kid. Um, that was really nice for him to hit those shots and... And to be able to make those plays, and he's you know he got 18 minutes. We'll let him run it out a little bit. Malik Beasley also had 19 worth talking about. Um, but uh, and and Mike Conley, who just makes such a difference, uh, went and had three straight assists to Ochai Abaji as yeah, well. Yeah, a couple of and, and those three point shots there from the corner, uh, boy, you could just see he was excited and he was glad to get those open looks. 
Um, you got, what, 18 minutes tonight, as you just mentioned. I think his season high is 21. I was hoping that, you know, he could get it. But um, he just had one good night, and, and it looks like he's going to be in the rotation here to see you, if he can get it going. few rotation notes of interest tonight that I do think are really important. One is Taylor Horton Tucker played instead of Nikhil Alexander-Walker. He had four points, two rebounds, four assists tonight. The other is they changed the way they were using Mike Conley. So Mike Conley, with Rudy Gobert the last three years, has played, or the last two years, the first year he didn't play exclusively with Rudy. The last two years when Mike was best, they moved him to three short stints in the rotation, five five or six-minute stints each. He then would match Rudy Gobert. Remember the Jazz second lineup, second team kind of, they would crush people uh, when Gobert and Conley were out against second team. This is the first time all year in which the Jazz played Mike Conley in three stints again tonight. He ends up with nine points, 11 assists, four rebounds. He looks super fresh late. Um, and the idea is that he, at this age, might play better in five-minute stints than he does in eight- or nine-minute stints. Um, and maybe that will help the Jazz closing some games. Night one of this experiment seems to be successful. And, you know, frankly, Mike played 70-plus games last year. Like, they did a pretty good job of keeping him healthy with three stints as well. Right. He still was able to get 31 minutes tonight. Now, just looking at the starters, other than Olenek, all played 32 or more minutes a game tonight. Uh, Laurie with, with 36 um, even the, the guys coming off the bench, Beasley was the only one that played um, over 20 minutes for the guys that's coming off the bench. And the final question, Lacey wants to know why you're not wearing your hoodie. Um, your finisher I, hoodie. I, I, oh, uh, yeah. Where's yours? I wore it on Locked on Jazz today oh, already. I, uh, I, I have it. I should have had it on because it's cold in here. All right, two stars. <laughs> Lacey, ask her who is Lacey. Lacey. She, she, Hi, Lacey. Lacey's awfully nice. She's a very, she's a very good uh, uh, list, loyal listener. Two stars tonight, Ron. Well, I don't think Laurie should be one of our stars. <laughs> really, Ron, yeah, really, Ron, <laughs> really, because that would leave so much validity to anything we're ever doing ever again if we didn't give Larry Marketing two of our stars. The only question is whether Larry Marketing gets both stars and we go home, or whether we that, want that sounds good. Or are we giving Ochai Abaji a little love for a star tonight? Yeah, let's do that. Because I, I, I'm very happy for him in, in 18 minutes that he played tonight. Four for five, 11 points. Uh, he made reference to the four fouls. I had four fouls, you know. Like, But you, you can't get pushed around out there. you got to be a little physical. And you, you, some nights you're going to get caught, and some nights you're not. So that's a, that's a good choice. Conley could have been that as well with 11 assists. And uh, I kind of like those three cents. And, and being fresh really makes a big difference for him, I think, late in the ballgame. Well, the Jazz get a win. Let's go to Chicago, see if they can do it again. Chicago knocked off Brooklyn last time out. So we'll see whether or not uh, the Jazz can, can handle the Bulls. And then we'll head to Memphis on the really brutal back end of back-to-back with Memphis having had two days off beforehand and being the fastest team in the league. So how about we go get Chicago? See you guys.